Let's go! Hello, good morning, afternoon, or indeed good bloody well evening to all of our fantastic listeners. This is our dedicated Nintendo podcast, aptly named The Switch Island. And to get things started, I want to introduce you to the three absolute lads, absolute chaps I'm going to be chatting all things Switch with. Uh, first off, oh, it's the Sega fan with a wit quicker than Sonic's power sneakers and a beard thicker than Gilius Thunderheads. It is Rich. Rich, you okay, mate? Right, Dan. I'm good, thanks. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And oh, who is that? It is the dapper... Ah, oh, it's the dapper rapper with a voice smoother than his own head. It is Ben. How you doing, Ben? You okay? Ah, yeah, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to say now for the rest yeah. of the podcast. That'll be fine. Perfect. Uh, and Laura, oh, who, who... Lo and behold, it is the internet phenom... It is the internet phenom... <laughs> God, it's the internet popular person. It's Laurie. You okay, mate? Oh, not too shabby, mate. All the better for speaking to you on a Sunday evening. That's fantastic. Uh, I am the Flamingo fan, Segway King, the Big Mac, the uh, talked about spicy chicken nuggets the last three episodes, but I had one of a double quarter pound of cheese the day, which is pretty oh, nice. Uh, nice. Although I took the bun, mm. I did took the buns off though, because I'm not an animal. Uh, anyway, we are the Switch Island, and we are now going to talk into your ear holes about our beloved Nintendo. If you'd like to support us, please give the podcast a sub on the service you're using. Follow us on Twitter at the Switch Island, or check out the site, which is nice and shiny. Ben, that website is mate. The Switch Island oh sexy tones if you love consuming our content as much as we love making it you can support us directly by throwing us a few pounds dollars euros rupees or whatever at our patreon which is patreon.com forward slash the switch island gentlemen how the devil are the three of you laurie open collar sunday evening how's it been how's the day Oh, it's been it's been quite a busy day. The wife is uh, very very pregnant at the moment, so she's holed up in bed for most of the time. So it's just me and a toddler trying to keep him amused on a rainy Sunday. It's been quite exhausting. I'm not gonna lie. Come on, mate. It's a podcast. You need to be. You need to lie about your life just to make it seem as if you know everything's really happy and cheery and things are going on. In a good I mean, way. what are you suggesting? An afternoon with my son isn't happy and cheery, Dad. Like, I don't like, I, come on, I, um, you're not there yet. You've got you've got to look forward to these years. Best hey, years mate, of your I, life. I do. It's fine. I'm not. I'm not criticising that. I'm just saying you sound a little bit down in the dumps. Someone else that's down in the dumps is Ben. Ben, I, I, I'm <laughs> yeah. not segueing very well today. No, I've I've had to spend time with my son as well. So yeah, bit of rubbish. <laughs> Parenting, man. It's absolutely <laughs> terrible. I don't know why you were too grumpy for uh, Link's Awakening. <laughs> we'll get into that, Rich. Ooh. No, it was spoilers. It was it was, uh, spoilers. it was a good day. It was you know doing family stuff. I had to take my son's cot down today. Uh, he's he's moved. Oh, okay. He's moved into oh, a big, big boy bed, time. so that was big. He mm. he chose he chose of his own will to move. He just sort of one night just decided, no, nah, I'll I'll sleep in there because uh, he's got a day bed in his room as well, which sounds okay. sounds more middle class than it is. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> so he just decided to sleep in there one night. So now that's that's his bed, and his cot is gone. Right, so milestones indeed. When you when you kind of start the sentence before like he he chose his own I, I thought you were gonna say chose his own bed and he was like right on double king size uh, <laughs> pff, none of that shit please I want that expensive mattress yeah. off the website off the internet I love that one rich driver coming off it yeah, all that yeah that as well yeah mm. pop up one uh, oh. with things underneath it like mine was not a bunk bed 
uh, the ones with the desks on. Uh, Rich, you must have had one of those bunk bed with a desk underneath it, not a bed. No, I no. wasn't that lucky, I'm afraid, no. That's the most British thing in the world for a bloke, I think. Yeah. I had ones with cupboards and drawers underneath, but no desk. Cupboards and drawers, oh, yeah. when the wheels didn't work anymore. Yeah. Yeah, did you have a drawer that you could lock? Yeah. <laughs> what would you look in there? I bet he does ben, now. Ben nearly. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Family podcasts. Let's come on. Which contains games. And uh, let's move on to the subject of games, which is nice and interesting. And we have the news first, gents. So uh, have you have you bought a present? Have you bought a card? Have you have you gotten ready to nip over to Japan to take the post in? Because, gents, Nintendo just turned 130 years old. Round of applause, hey. please, oh. for Nintendo. Wow. And they've never looked better. Ooh, that they haven't. They haven't done really, really well. Um, I don't know what I'd do when I was 130. Probably die or something along those lines. Yeah, I think that yeah, seems to be the, the. Yeah, get a letter from the Queen. Which what you get? What's that? When you're 100, you get a letter from the Queen. Yeah, when yeah. you're too old to read, sure. or you know, too senile to make sense of anything, then you get a letter from the Queen. Yeah. Send it. How you know, the give queen? them flowers when they can still smell them. That's what I say. Come That's on. A plan. What's on, the Queen going to do when she turns 100? Hey, who's going to send her a letter? <laughs> oh, no, yeah. They've not thought it through. No, she's going to go into a pub and go, You! <laughs> I have a pint, please. <laughs> four pounds, please, love. Uh, four of me. One, two. Because <laughs> the face on the coin. Terrible yeah, joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to go quickly round the table. I'm going to start with Rich. Oh. I'm going to say, of the 130 years, what is the highlight for you for Nintendo at the moment? That's Really good question. At the moment? At the moment. Can't see the future, mate. I mean, I know it's a Switch podcast, but it's going to really have to be the Switch. Yeah. I could go back, be nostalgic, and talk about, oh, yeah, it was the N64, but it has to be the Switch. Okay. Most, yeah, most enthused, most in love I've been with gaming in probably 20 years. So, yeah, it's brought me right back. So I think that's their, uh, that's peak Nintendo. Mm, Pete Nintendo Laurie do you agree or have uh, you got a better thought I do agree but I'll try and be a bit more interesting on my answer and not just say the same thing wow. as Rich although that is the answer <laughs> the correct well, answer well Laurie um, that, that started uh, insidious let's say too. let's say I don't know what was the Christmas the Christmas I got the N64 that was that was pretty magical come on we've all we were all there we've all had that Christmas right you got what, what games to unwrap did you get? I got I got five games I think I was quite lucky. Bloody I got, hell. Uh, I got Mario 64, obviously, GoldenEye, Lilac Wars, and Extreme G. And because you can oh, tell clearly, my dad had gone in and got bought a bundle, FIFA 64, which nice. was one of the worst N64 games there ever was. Um, but obviously, I didn't know that at the time and quite happily played, quite happily played it. Yeah, I was going to say uh, I only got two, South Park and GoldenEye. <laughs> that was it. And I had to wait about six months before I got Mario 64. So Ben, we've had N64, we've had Switch. What are you remembering fondly? Is it Amiibo? It's it's not Amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> it is um, probably the NES. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. going way back. Just for what it did for console gaming, for the industry. It brought the whole industry. It created the industry, effectively. Yep. And uh, we wouldn't be here today without it. And I wouldn't have met you three. So mm. I take Aww. it all back. Well, mm. Made that sound a lot creepier than it needed to be, but <laughs> you're not a man that's used to emotion, Ben. It's fine. No. Um, I'm going to say the Game Boy, the OG one, the big. Oh, I, th- 
horrible brick of a mm. console where maybe it ate up. What was it? Four AA batteries in the space of about ten hours, twelve. I think hours. it was six. Mm-hmm. I've got one. Six. I've got, six. One, I've got one just over there actually. Oh, sh- I don't know game gear like that, but shit. Ah, that's it. That's it. He's um. Beautiful console, really, really fun. Lot of uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of fond memories of all the iterations that came after it as well, including the stupid and ill-fated Game Boy camera, which you could take twelve <gasps> photos on. I still have my Game Boy camera. I'm gonna oh, take some mine? pictures. So and, I'm gonna take some pictures and send them to you. What? Wow. What's the <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> print, print them out and send them. I will, I've got the printer like, as well, and that I've does take some batteries. Still. Yeah, you've still, still got, got cartridge yeah. for the Game Boy printer. You've still got paper for it. Yeah, I believe so. God. Bloody hell. I had a picture of my dead dog on there, which was uh, sad. <laughs> no joking, so right? I did as well. Sunglasses of it. This is going to become a podcast about dead dogs. Oh have you, have, have, did you have a picture of your dead dog on yours? <laughs> yes, no. When did it you? was the, when it, <laughs> when it was oh the Game God. Boy 20th anniversary or something, well, 30th, I don't know what it was, a few weeks ago, I got it out of the box. I thought, oh, just, nostalgia's sake, let's get it out. The Game Boy camera was still in it, so I switched that on and looked at the old camera reel, and it's like me when I'm, I don't know how old, 13 years old. There's all these pictures of my dead dog, and I had a moment, and I was like, oh. so sad. I had exactly the same. <laughs> oh, uh, Dan. Oh, uh, funny I've that was that was a really really. <laughs> that is weird. Was he alive in the pictures at least? Was it? <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. I was trying to think that's what we meant all along. Why she thought that's what you missed? Like I murdered my dog and then took pictures of him. <laughs> yeah. That was a bit woof. <laughs> uh, yeah. My, I wasn't allowed to have pets after that. It was, it was mm. A bad time in our family. <sighs> right. I don't really. I, there's no real segue out of that other than. Um, so if yeah, you had a dead 130 dog. Hundred thirty years old, Nintendo. Yeah. And also <laughs> uh, <laughs> correction, it was four batteries, four double A batteries. It was four. Uh, right, okay. Yeah, I've just uh, researched that myself. Twitter Thank would you. never have let you live that down. I so. know, I know, I know. <laughs> Ben's keeping us honest, uh, as he would say. Um right guys, so uh Joy Con Drift apparently is still alive and kicking in the new Switch Lite. I'm just gonna very quickly jump into a article by a company called Game Rant which doesn't sound the most interesting. Uh, Nintendo Switch Lite teardown implies Joy-Con drift uh, will carry over. So the Nintendo Switch Joy-Con controversy has been calming down in recent months following the start of a class action lawsuit against Nintendo. The company started offering free repairs for affected uh, Nintendo Switch hardware. The Joy-Con drift occurs in in a not insignificant amount of the controllers, making character move in a direction without the Joy-Con being moved. Uh, While the issue was known to persist in the standard Nintendo Switch consoles, many expect a new Nintendo Switch Lite to be immune. Uh, That reportedly isn't the case. So, um, just skipping through their YouTube channel, Spawn Wave, Mm. (laughs) who has created several videos on YouTube, yeah, and the Joy-Con drift issues performed a thorough turndown of the new Nintendo Switch Lite. While inspecting the analog sticks wasn't the sole reason for the teardown, um, Spawn Wave was clearly interested to see if Nintendo made any changes. His inspection, unfortunately, resulted in the conclusion that Nintendo was using either identical or near-identical analog sticks in Nintendo Switch Lite as mm. the original console's Joy-Cons. Uh, Rich, I'm going to kind of go to you first here because you experienced mm-hmm. Joy-Con drift, I think, before any of us. Um, God knows what you're doing with those con- controllers, but for some reason it started going off on a tangent. So, um, what do you think? As in, would you have expected Nintendo to have rectified this? Um, I would have, yeah. I mean, from what I've read, they say that the part numbers are different on the sticks for the light, but there still is no actual guarantee that they actually are different. So, 
But considering the backlash, I thought Nintendo would have been wise enough to try and use something different. Considering they've changed a lot of the parts as well, like even the plastic on the actual um, casing of the Switch Lite is different. That mm. kind of makes me think why, or potentially, it isn't the issue. Maybe the analog stick mm. itself couldn't, well, well, must be part of the problem, but it must be some sort of spring or some sort of, in fact, I know for a fact, I tore it down before, the, sp- the sp- uh, spring encasing inside of it <laughs> as a modder. Uh, guys, uh, part of the modding community. Um, <laughs> you know, the different things that kind of hold that um, analog stick in place, Laurie, I, I presume that would be part of the problem, not just mm. the analog stick itself. Oh, yeah, the springs. Yes, definitely. Definitely the springs. Oh, it's the carburetor, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're it's in because they, uh, they can't admit that... They can't say, oh, yeah, don't worry, we fixed it, because then that would admit there was a problem in the first place, and they yeah. they start sending their old ones back, left, right, and centre, just because they've admitted it now. So I've I've had to send mine back once before, and they were pretty good at They repaired them for free within a couple of weeks, but mm. um, it's, doing mean, it, it's doing it again, my left Joy-Con. It's, um, let's say the one that was repaired is now still drifting. But I'm guessing I mean, you have backup Joy-Cons? Uh, well, I just use the Pro Controller, and it's not all the time, so it's... I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence now. I'm like, do I just get some new Joy-Cons or for like £100 more I could get a Switch Lite and then I just use... You know, if I had a Switch Lite, I wouldn't ever need the Joy-Cons because I could have the Pro Controller at home and the Switch Lite on the go. But that'd be a pain in the ass because I kind of equated Perhaps. the Joy-Con... <laughs> yeah, the Joy-Con issue to like the Red Ring of Death where mm-hmm. it wasn't as severe because you could take the Joy-Cons off and send them off. So it wasn't really a problem with the console itself and then you could use like a Pro Controller... But now, if your light console Ben is like it's fucked, like you've got to send that off, and you're not playing that for yeah. at least what two, three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's it's, uh, it's a problem. And I think from Spawnwave's video, it's although Rich, as you said, it's got a different part number. I think he said it's base. It feels and looks exactly the same. It's exactly the same size. And it wasn't the issue with it that it was made of a certain kind of rubber that just it kind of broke up over time. And that's what caused okay. caused the drift. I think was the parts of the rubber falling in into the sensor part and then Possibly. creating the issue. But so it does say I mean, on here. Oh, I was going to say Rich very quickly before I come to you, mate. He's likely uh, so spawn wave here is likely referring to the specific material in the Joy-Con analog sticks that mm. seems to wear down extremely fast. Exactly. Uh, it's possible that Nintendo was now using a different material that's stronger and won't wear down as quickly. So there you go, Rich. What are you thinking? I mean. I'm still Drift 3 after that initial bout of issues during when I was, I think I was playing Virtual Racing at the time. So it's going back, what, a couple of months now. I mean, all I ever did was blew air into the actual um, base of the actual stick, under the little skirt around the bottom, and under the skirt again. Um, <laughs> but I've had no issues since. So it's hard to say if it could be debris that's getting in there, like some of the rubber. Mm. Um certainly not anything to do with actual hardware it's not to do with the way it's actually detecting inputs it's definitely not anything you know more complex than just yeah. the actual build quality but yeah i've not had any issues i it's think really, really weird is i think this might tie in with there's also this other news that's emerged about um nintendo really driving to get the their parts the cost of their parts down so they could hit mm-hmm. that 200 pound mark and I think maybe this is part of it. Maybe they would have liked to have improved the materials in that particular part, but then it would have taken them over that threshold. So I don't know. I think this, it's all part of trying to keep the Switch Lite as a kind of 3DS replacement yeah. kind of price point. But yeah, It's funny because everything else I've heard about the Switch Lite, they said the actual build quality feels 
better than the original mm. Switch. So yeah. you'd think they would probably include the sticks as well. Not I doing guess my best we'll to find uh, out in a couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> a couple <laughs> of months. Uh, I'm not finding the best sources at the moment, but on Gamersutra.com, uh, they talk about Nintendo fought hard to lower the Switch Lite's price to $200, yeah. say suppliers. Uh, continuing, Nintendo launched its $200 Switch Lite today, uh, offering would-be uh, players a cheaper and more portable way to buy into its console generation. More portable? Mm. Trimming $100 off of the console's price tag meant cutting some features. And according to the Wall Street Journal, no small amount of negotiation. Uh, component suppliers speaking to the publication note that Nintendo took an aggressive approach while sourcing parts for its Switch Lite, all in the interest of hitting that $200 or less price point and keeping the system within reach of the lower end of the console market. And in one case, an executive speaking to the uh, Wall Street Journal said that it had a months-long back and forth with Nintendo all over the price of one key Switch component. So the battling hard, very interesting. Um, notably here, it says one of the new suppliers is um, uh, Nintendo, Nintendo's primary bat- battery supplier. Mm. Uh, so it's fostering competition between Murata M- Manufacturing and the new supplier, TDK Corp. So the plain people off, trying to get cheap parts, making sure that Switch Lite's as cheap as chips. And that yeah. is why they've been around 130 years. Boom. <laughs> they know how to do a deal. Yep. Get it done. Exactly. Yep. Car boot sales. Get it done. I don't know why I said car boot sales. <laughs> Not on form today at all. Just saying some random shit that comes out. It was Shigsy with his painting table out to sell it. Yeah, it was fucking Shigsy. Prick. Right, um, also, uh, so public service announcement, Ori in the Blind Forest demo is out this week. Has anyone jumped in yet? Yes. Oh, yes. Ooh. Oh, yes. Nice demo. I need to download it right now. I haven't you even do. done it yet. Uh, Laurie, I think you were very vocal on Twitter about this. Um, <laughs> what is making you feel like this is your type of game? The whole ambiance of it all is just lovely, isn't it? You when it boots up and it opens up and the wind's blowing the trees and you just think, oh, this is a nice looking game. This looks special. And the music as well is really, really nice. And when it first boots up and it comes up with Microsoft Studios, you're like, mm. didn't expect to see that. That's an unusual mm. thing to see on my Switch. And then I think you do the, one of the first things you do triggers an achievement and you get a little thing popping up saying achievement unlocked. And that's also like, oh, that's also quite quirky and strange. Um, it's, it, I mean, it's, obviously read the reviews heard about how good it is before and Xbox owners oh, yeah. have been raving about it for years so I knew it was going to be something special but that opening just the opening 5-10 minute kind of cutscene bit is just mm. so pulls at the heartstrings within seconds it's like they've been studying Pixar for how to just kind of mm-hmm. manipulate your emotions with the the music and the, the emotional kind of impact of the little forest creature thing what is Ori what is what is the name of the creature? It's called. Anyone know? Tree sure. spirit. Tree spirit. Weird thing. rabbit. Yeah. Rabbit. Weird tree thing. rabbit. Yeah, all left alone with no. I thought no it was going to be Dave there, like rabbit, 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 rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The rabbit <laughs> thing. Yeah. Any, anything like that. Anything with a small defensive creature being abandoned. You know, as a father now, I'm like, oh god, that's just poor little thing, poor little yeah. guy. <laughs> I need to help him. Apart from spiders, which we've got an abundance what? of at the moment, I've Ooh, got no yeah. sympathy for them. Every other creature in the house, absolutely fine. I caught a mouse once, let it back out, you know, oh. set it on its way. Absolutely fine, little little fella, uh, George, nicknamed him. But when the spiders are in, mate, I've got I've got no time for them. Nah, 
Ben, I've got time for you. And Aww. you were smiling through the Ori comments, and I think you picked this up already, yeah? Yeah, well, in fact, just before we started recording, I have just played through the demo and Ooh. it and, and uh, bought it ready, ready right. for next week. Wow. Uh, after about 15 minutes of playing it, it is gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. And it reminds me a lot of Hollow Knight. Mm-hmm. Okay. A kind yep. of a, a more approachable, a bit snappier. The the actual controls are a bit quicker, and you're sort of skipping around the forest uh, with great agility. Um, but yeah, it's just lovely. I wish I could have just carried on playing it, but here I am. Mm. I know on this podcast. Yeah. With a gang of reprobates. Uh, Rich, picked it up yet? Uh, no, just played the demo. But yeah, like Laurie was saying, that first five minutes was like a gut punch. That <laughs> properly got me big time. I mean, we you know you know I get uh, quite emotional around certain <laughs> games, but that <laughs> fucked me up seriously. Really messed games, me up. Games, people. What's, what's the most emotional games ever got you, Rich? Oh Ooh. shit! Um, Careful. I'll have to come back to you on that one. There's quite a few games. Mm. Oh. It's just when he's yeah. crying his eyes out in a minute. Yeah, that <laughs> devastated me. <laughs> no, really don't Get want to the prepare. Kleenex out for the <laughs> yeah. tears. Yeah, for the tears. Yeah. Um, so, uh, shall we move on to the sweet releases? Sweet, sweet, sweet releases. Wonderful. So this week's sweet releases, I'm going to go around with a gavel, a.k.a. my voice, and at some points, gents, if you want to talk about the game that I am talking about, you stop me and we will talk about it. But God forbid you stop me and you don't have anything to say. Hell hath no fury like <laughs> like me. Uh, Mario Kart World Tour, honourable mention. That is out this week as well. Uh, just around the table. Uh, yeah. Laurie's picking it up. Ben, you getting this? Nope. No, he's not got any time for this at all. Rich is shaking his head as well. I don't play mobile games. I'm sorry. I'll probably, I'll probably jump into it, to be honest. I'll try oh and on, give it's it got a go. Come on, you've got, your new, you've got your new iPhone now, Dan. You've got to have a nice, flashy I new Nintendo game to play on it. Into it Larry. Don't, <laughs> yeah, I'm don't good, pressure good. me, mate. Of course you are. Chill out. <laughs> God's sake, I've got a Switch for all that kind of stuff. And Jedi Knights. Oh, and, uh, I mean, uh, <clears throat> spoilers. Right, so uh, I'm going to go through the game. So first... On the 23rd of the 9th, and I'm just going to go to the end of the month as well because it's one day extra. Yeah. Sue me. Uh, so, first game, Oliver's Adventures in the Fairyland is £5.69, and that is out on the 23rd and 9th. Okay, next is Dead by Daylight. That is £34.99. It's very expensive. That's 24th of the 9th. Uh, tagline Death is not an escape. <gasps> Next, uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. That's £8.09 pence oh. at the moment. Uh, uh, Jedi Outcast struggles with his past, his enemies, and his destiny. And that's out on the 24th. Uh, yeah. Mario Kart Tour is out on the 25th on iOS and Android. Uh, there we go. Flying Girl Striker, £11.69. That's out on the 25th and 9th. Uh, next, Contra Rogue Corpse is 26th and 9th. It's uh, 39.99. Wow. Is it? That's expensive. Ugh. Ambitious. Bloody hell. It doesn't even look good. Guys. No, I haven't, I haven't played the demo, but um, I've heard nothing but bad things about it. <laughs> For you know, £40. What's, pounds. Hmm. what's really ambitious as well is they've got a season pass. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> God's sake. Oh, no, it's really good. I believe it's pronounced core, not corpse. So I'm just saying. Wow, that was 
completely wow. unnecessary. <laughs> Hashtag switch switch go back to switch core. Yeah, they'll be goes underground for a week, comes back up and starts criticizing <laughs> addiction. Dickhead. Next, Gunvolt Chronicles Luminous Avenger Nine uh, is thirteen pounds forty nine. That's on the twenty sixth and ninth. Says get ready for for the apex of two D action. Okay, uh, Habroxia, which sounds like a venereal disease. That's five pounds ninety four, and that is out on the twenty sixth and ninth. Anyone uh, got picked up? Next one, Darksiders 2, uh, Death Initiative Edition is £25.99. That's on the 26th. Uh, that, that's meant to be pretty popular, Darksiders. Mm. Anybody ever played a Darksiders game? No. Isn't it kind of Zelda ish? Allegedly. Mm. Allegedly. Uh, it says here Become the terrifying force which everything fears, but nothing can escape. Awakened by the end of day's death, the most feared of the legendary four horsemen embarks on a quest to redeem his brother's name, Dave. Along the way, the horseman discovers that an ancient grudge may threaten all of the creation. Death lives. Okay. Uh, next is Paper Train. That is £8.9, and that is out on the 26th of the 9th. And it says, step into the shoes of a conductor. Rather not. Next one, Cyber Protocol is £8.99. That's on the 26th. Uh, next, Fight and Rage. Uh, £17.99, that's one of your weekends, Rich, Fighting Rage. Uh, that's on the 26th as well. Next one, Reaper, £4.99 on the 26th. Next one, Button Button Up is £10.79, that's on the 26th as well. Uh, Akash, colon, Path of the Five, 26th and 9th, £24.19. It says, your choices will decide your fate and the future of your people. Next one sounds absolutely fucking fantastic. Barry Bradford's Put Panic Party. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. This, like, we're, getting this we're getting this code. We're getting this code. Join Barry Bradford in his four-player party of golf. We can all play. Like, my Is word. This, Barry looks like a Brexiteer. Genuinely <laughs> oh, looks shit. like a Brexiteer. Oh, no. <laughs> he's got a short back and sides. He's wearing a Tommy Robinson polo. And he's got a gang of mates that just look... <laughs> relatively eclectic Brilliant. it says tee off with the google it now lads so, so you can see it so it says tee off with up to three friends simultaneously for maximum fun you have a limited time to aim your shot and the time gets shorter every turn it's a party of putting with panic guaranteed uh, forward and reverse holes <laughs> I can't even read the rest <laughs> um, mm. <clears throat> next one North Guard is on 27th of the 9th and that's £31.49 control the clan of Vikings vying for the control of the mysterious newfound continent that's a peak game yep. next one uh, apparently it's an everyone game only £14.99 which is damn good is Ori and the Blind Forest definitive edition it's a journey to find courage and confront a dark nemesis to save the forest of Nibble Nibel Nibble Nipple Nibble in Ori and the Blind Forest colon definitive edition on Nintendo Switch uh, next one one for Rich Freedom Finger uh, blast punch and smash your way through levels of crazy music driven cartoon shoot em up action in Freedom Finger for Nintendo Switch uh, and that just says Autumn 2019 why are you lying to me mm. next EA Sports FIFA 20 Nintendo Switch Legacy Edition Belen arseholes <laughs> £44.99 that's cool is that FIFA 64 yeah, but this the Way thing back. is like they're saying legacy edition and all they're doing is they're rolling back the engine to pre frostbite again. Wankers they really are. Presumably, unless anyone knows any different, but I'm guessing that's uh, still the old game. Yeah, it is. Anyone from EA is listening, fuck off. Seriously. <laughs> I love how you kinda of bottled out that fuck off then. Anyone from EA living? <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> fuck, fuck you. 
next on the 27th, I'm going to say all three games at once. Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest 2, and Dragon Quest 3. And that's £3.99, £5.35, and £9.79, respectively. Uh, Dreaming Canvas is 27th and 9th, £4.49. Uh, next is Car Mechanic Simulator, Pocket Edition, £17.99. Build your own workshop empire from scratch and learn the ins and outs of a car mechanic. Snick up enough. Learn the ins and outs of a car mechanic. Oh. Jesus Christ. I'd rather not. I know what they eat. Next, it's original drag- at least, right? It's pretty original. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. it looks... Yeah. It's more the fact it's called Pocket Edition. Uh, next, Dragon Quest Eleven S: Echoes of an Elusive Age, a definitive edition. Uh, that's £49.99. That's Dragon Quest XI, uh, Echoes of the Elusive Age. Definitive edition comes to Nintendo Switch, filled with memorable cam- characters and classic RPG gameplay. Anybody tempted by this, Rich? I'm going to discard you immediately for JRPG. I appreciate ben? that, thank you. I would be if there wasn't so much else to play. Yeah, and you keep on buying games like Ori, which you weren't expecting. So yeah. Not great, not great. Laurie, is yeah, this your, sorry, this your one mine. Not one for me. No, not one for you. I think Pete's going to pick it up, so I'll probably end up picking it up myself um, and wasting £50 on it. Um, next game on the 30th is Chop is Dish. No idea. £2.69, and it says the tenderloin must be saved. Ugh, fucking hell. Um, it's 32 years old. I'm reading this out on a Sunday evening. Uh, next one, relatively serious. Sniper Elite 3 Ultimate Edition. It's £26.99, and that's on the 1st of October. Hmm. And that is it, gents. Any notable uh, notable mentions there? Anything you feel tempted picking up? Other than Ori, Ben? Um, no, I know you guys fancy the look at that Jedi one, though, right? Oh, I'm on that. Definitely day one. Hmm. I do like Dead by Daylight. I like the idea of that game. I've seen it quite a few times, and I would like to play it. But for £34.99, I'd rather shit in my hands and clap than pay that mm. for a game that's been out on other consoles for a very long time. Uh, Laurie, anything jumping out at you? No, just Dory. I'll keep just you Dory. busy. Just Dory. Uh, Rich, you going to pick up Contra? No. I'm tempted by Ori, but... No. Oh, Rich, you have, <laughs> to get, you have to get Ori. There's, there's no question about it. It's a, I will. It's, it's a must. It's weird. I mean, I need to play that demo again because... I wasn't instantly drawn to the gameplay style. I don't know why. Beautiful looking game. I'm not slagging it off. I, I need to go play the demo again, okay? <laughs> I'm not traditionally a massive 2D platformer kind of person. Oh, I know it's a bit more to it than just 2D platforming. So you liked Hollow Knight, didn't you? It's got a racing game. <laughs> brum, brum. I never, actually, I never played Hollow Knight, so I wouldn't know about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, not my so kind of thing, I'm this afraid. This guy. This guy. I bet you've got a bed in the shape of a car. Um, uh, definitely, definitely think <laughs> we should probably bed. get a big boy bed. Big boy. It's all gone full circle to the start of the show. <laughs> yes. I've somehow brought it back with the least energetic podcast ever. Uh, I, I definitely think we should bring up or pick up Barry Bradford's Put Panic Party. That sounds, genuinely really sounds very fun. Please, can we get a code for Sticky? That's just him all over, I think. Okay. <laughs> It even looks like a Steve, <laughs> or what I imagine Steve to look like. Five pounds ninety nine. Um, yeah, it it's looking. Um, yeah, and other than that, you know, if you want to learn the inside and out of a mechanic, then I suppose that's your thing. Um, gents, should we uh, should we move on? Yeah, yeah, shall we? Yeah, I'm just Why asking not? you. I, I'm oh. asking you. Yeah, yeah. This conversation. Start fucking. Yeah. Sat here like an idiot. I'm, I've stolen the game. And I played it last time. It's called Keyword Countdown. Mm. 
Oh. Mm. Mm. So have you ever listened to uh, the IGN UK podcast? Ben, you've been to it, but you've fucking never listened. Yeah, I listened. To Before we went, I listened to a couple for research purposes. So uh, keyword countdown. I'm just going to explain the rules to you all. Uh, IMDb categorizes every game and film with a bunch of crazy user-submitted user keywords. And what I'm going to do today is go through a list of 10 keywords per game, five games, uh, with 10 points allocated should you guess it on the first try or just one point on the very last. So there's no wrong answers here. Well, actually, actually there are wrong answers, um, but you are uh, entitled, gents, to shout out as many times as you want within reason, Rich, please. So calm yourself a little bit. So to keep it relatively civil, should we say one guess per point each? And lock you out otherwise, because otherwise it'll just become an absolute fucking fucking match. Yep. Last time Pete was on, and he didn't shut up. So let me get the game up. Right, first one, gents. Let's see game faces for the interest. I'm gonna. Go. Laurie's looking very serious, very angry, very aggressive. Just breathed in. Rich looks like Rich. Ben looks scared, and he's just showing me his link. Uh, Link's awakening amiibo, which, to be fair, has got fantastic hair on. Try and Photoshop anyway. Uh, right, first keyword, gents. Ready? Yep. Ready. Mooning. Majora's Mask. Four word title. In fact, that's wrong. It's three word title. Is Next it? one. Yeah. Fire. First of series. Flying through hoops. Trial and error gameplay. Spanking. Leisure suit, Larry. No. Platform game. Treehouse Dragon A Dragon on, Quest guys. game <laughs> Okay so I'll go through <laughs> go through all of the keywords one more time Mooning Fire uh, three word title first of series flying through hoops trial and error game pay, play spanking platform game treehouse dragon you all call yourself gamers. You got three seconds. Two. Spanking. One. It is Spyro the Dragon. Oh, spanking? You gang of absolute morons. That's Sorry, so easy. can we not have good games on this instead? Is that. Because this is a bit difficult. Wow. That Gex. Wow. Gex guy. Yeah. That'd make it too easy, mate. Come on. Right, moving on to the next one. Zero points all round. Disgraceful effort. Disgraceful. People at home are probably screaming at you. In fact, if you are, tweet at them. Yeah. The Eggman 64, Dreamcast Barber, and at Benji Kong. Just tweet at them, please. Follow us as well, please. Aggressively. <laughs> follow them as well. Yeah, just uh, follow. Well, follow them. They'll follow back, and then you can DM them as well. Uh, okay, next game. First keyword. Open world. Brother-sister relationship. Travel. Mind control. Character name and title. 
clothes changes. Friendship. Eel. Forced marriage. Fucking hell. And the last key word, Cappy. Mario Odyssey. Mario Odyssey. Yeah, Ben, finally. Jesus wept. You're <laughs> awful at it. We should stop doing the podcast at 20 to 10 on a Sunday evening. Hang on, bro- so brother the- and sister relationship. What? Yeah, hold on. I don't know where that is. Yeah, it's a keyword <laughs> on IMDb. I'm just oh, reading now. I, I'm trying to think. Surely you knew what that game was, and you knew brother-sister relationship was a load of shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's on there. We'll find wow. it. We'll, we'll, you know, keep us honest. That's okay. what Ben says. I'm thinking uh, Assassin's so Creed. No, what? <laughs> those keywords again. Open world, brother-sister relationship, travel, mind control, character name and title. Those three, travel, mind control, character name and title, should have got off that. Next one, clothing changes. Yeah. Friendship, hmm. eel, forced marriage. <laughs> Cappy. Yeah. I, think, uh, so I think it was the open world thing that threw us all off. Yeah, I that's think not we an open thinking, world game. No. Yeah, this game is bollocks. And but still, I doesn't have a sister. <laughs> I'll take the point. You'll take the point. Yeah. That's fine. Wow. Ben's got one. Laurie zero. Rich zero. Uh, next one. First keyword. Anti-hero. Crushed head. One against many. Pool of blood. Is it a God of War game? No. Is it No More Heroes? No. <sighs> Corpse. It's actually Neo it's actually Core. Who's Core? Is it right, that's the game over? Thank you very much for watching the Switch Island podcast. You've been fantastic. Ben just dropped the mic. <laughs> If, if we were filming that, that would have been brilliant. Uh, sorry, carrying on, carrying on. Next, so that was corpse. Next keyword, neo-noir. Phone voicemail. Thug. Protagonist with no name. The last key word, Miami. Hotline Miami. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this is two Jesus. points for Ben at the moment. So Ben's on two. And the keywords again, anti-hero, crushed head, one against many, pool of blood, corpse. What's it called? Uh, neo-noir, phone voicemail, thug, man with no, a protagonist with no name, and Miami. Mm. Wow. Okay, moving on to the next one. Two games left, all to play for. If literally, literally all to play for because you're all crap. <laughs> next game, first keyword. Censored profanity. Freedom finger. Submarine. Ooh, close. Might yeah. as well guess. But it's not close. Mm. Next, submarine. Suicide by falling. Building collapse. Canyon. Stabbed in the back. Is this Uncharted 2? No. No. Always Nintendo, mate. 
Always Nintendo. Mm. Okay. Or on a Nintendo console. Spyro. Always on Nintendo. Okay. Got to keep it civil. Keep it sensible. Next keyword. Large breasts. <laughs> Next keyword. Hero with spiky hair. Final Fantasy Seven. Yes, he's oh. got it. Shit away. Bloody awesome. hell, he got it. Awesome. Well done, Rich. So Rich. Rich is in the lead. <laughs> How many points is Rich? Rich is on three. Um, it's actually, so three, it's actually three. all to play for in the last question. It genuinely is all to play for. And to be fair, the last game is a bit of a uh, curveball as well. But I'll quickly go through those keywords. So, uh, sense of profanity, submarine, suicide by falling, building collapse, canyon, stabbed in the back, large breasts, hero with spiky hair, random encounters was the next keyword, and terrorist group was keyword after that. And that's Final Fantasy cool. VII. Awesome. Um, so, final game. It's a throwback game, gents. It's not on this uh, current gen. Okay. It's on a previous generation. That's the only hint you're going to get. Of Nintendo okay. consoles. O- on Nintendo consoles. Okay. A yeah. previous generation or the previous generation? What did he a say? A previous. A, okay. Because we all didn't own one at all because it was shit. <laughs> First keyword <laughs> time travel. Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. No. <sighs> Next one. Self-destructiveness. Mm-hmm. Scottish Moors. Ooh. Reference to George A. Romero. Come on, Rich. He's got it. No. Amazonian woman. Tomb Raider. Christ a- no. Christ allegory. Reference to Robert Louis Stevenson. Sexual innuendo. And the last key word is James Bond spoof. I'm run through the keywords one more time. Remember, it's on a previous console. I'm going to narrow it down for you. It's on the GameCube. Okay. First one, time travel, self-destructiveness. It's not time splitters, is it? It is time splitters. Do you know what? As soon as you said time travel the first time around, that's the first game that I thought of. And then all the other clues, all the other clues put me off that. That's really, yeah, that's ridiculous. Because think about it. So I'll go through the keywords again. And if anyone remembers the game, shout out any points. So time travel, self-destructiveness, reference to George A. Romero, the Scottish Moors, Venice, Italy, Amazonian women, reference to Robert Louis Stevenson, Christ allegory, sexual innuendo, and James Bond spoof. Well, there we go. Time splitters. There we go. So, wow. final scores, gents. Oh, is that a tie? It's a tie. Is that a tie? A tie between the two of you? Yeah. Right, well, we know what we need to do. Laurie, sit back and relax, mate. I'm going to get the Nintendo guide out the top drawer here. Oh, I thought you were oh, going to get an Amiibo and put it under your desk again. Oh, <laughs> should we do that? Instead? It's totally up to you, mate. It can't get any less exciting. Whoa, no, 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 Let's Keep sensible. What's under my desk? That was funny, and I think you'll find that was the barkeeper, not me. Oh yeah, sorry. Hey, because that was the GameCube, I'm going to go to the GameCube section, and I'm going to pick. Go oh, in question. 
Close game utilization. There it is. Okay. Right. Ooh, question number four. Should we do uh, sudden death first one, so, or do you want to do one each? Penalty shootout kind of thing. Yeah, suspense. Do one each. One each. Yeah. Rich, how much does Tom Nook initially charge for the mortgage on your first house <laughs> in Animal Crossing? Jesus Christ. You wanted this. I don't know what the bloody <laughs> currency is. For this. I don't know. <laughs> um, what's the currency? I don't even know. If I can, Bells. if I can tell you the. Oh no, he stole my thunder. <laughs> bells. So, uh, how many bells? Um, a hundred thousand bells. <laughs> ben, pass that over to you, mate. Uh, what have I? The nearest amount of bells. Just about how many bells does Tom Nook initially charge you? It's a very, very precise question if you know your <laughs> Nintendo games. Well, from memory, uh, <laughs> a thousand bells. 19,800 bells. Okay, next question for Ben. Okay. Three, four, okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is every fucking <laughs> So many good questions. Ooh, that's good. Uh, is that good? Yes. Yeah. The last game officially released in North America for the Nintendo GameCube was an entry in what sports franchise? Ben. Madden. <laughs> he's got it. He's got it right. Shut you up. fucking got it right. Madden NFL. You did. You got it right. Oh, amazing. There we go. Ben's the winner. Well done, oh. Ben. Congratulations. Well, thanks. What does he win? That was a stolen game. Wonderful. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, I enjoyed that. Laurie, you got absolutely zero. Zilch, nada, mm -hmm. nothing at all. Rich, close last. Second place. Happy with that? I'll take it. Yeah. Participation trophy. Yeah. Yeah. One of them. Okay, that's fine. Uh, gents, shall we move over to the question block? Ben, I think you have got the uh, the questions there, have you? <laughs> <laughs> As he looks around in panic. <coughs> yeah, in panic mode. Yes, of course. Uh, so what this is, is we put a lovely little tweet out for everybody online to send us their questions or tell us what they're playing at the moment with their early thoughts. Uh, and after this, what we're going to do is then go and switch it up because I think quite a few of us are playing the same game. So first off, Ben... What the questions First mate? off, we had Luke Cooper, patron. Hey, Luke. Oh. Uh, what's the next Game Boy Classic which needs a remaster? Obviously, uh, a Link's Awakening reference there. What's that Wario one? Uh, Wario Land. It's Wario Land. Yeah, I'll go for that. Yeah. I like that game. That's cool. We've already got most of them now. So, how mm. many more games? We've got Tetris, Zelda, Pokemon. Oh, good point, yeah. actually. Quite a few. Samus Returns, they could bring that over from 3DS. Was it Golden Coins? Was that Mario or was that the Mario? Was that, the that was Mario. Mario Land 2. Mm. That, and, Land that two. and the first that was the, one. the first Mario Land could do with a bit of love, actually. Because that, that, that was a decent game. But just tiny, tiny little pixels. It was weird. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd, love, I'd love it if they did six Golden Coins. Because that's such a wacky... It's like Link's Awakening. It was a really weird version of Zelda and mm. six golden coins is a really weird Mario and 2D Mario is now so boring that you know there's a land, there's a level where you go inside a robot Mario that's cool and you go to the moon in one world and 2D Mario games for ages have been just really boring the ice world desert world and it'd be good if they brought that back and 
mix it up a little bit. It was a really great game, that. Rich, yeah. what are you thinking? Oh, um, all my favourite games on the Game Boy probably would be not very traditional ones. Oh, God, I don't know. I don't even know. I'm very much a non-Nintendo <laughs> person when it comes to Game Boy. I think third party. I used to play a lot of Micro Machines a lot, so I'd probably say Micro Machines randomly. That's a really good game. That's such yeah, a good game. But not something you think, oh, Game Boy, you know. I appreciate what he's getting out of the question, so... But, yeah. Carnage, that game. Carnage. Cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Next question from Perry. Perry Burkham of uh, Talk Nintendo podcast. Um, and he simply asks, where are my keys? Mm. Any ideas? Um, Any suggestions? Well, usually... Mm. Yeah, by the door, or maybe in a key box. I don't know if anyone has a key box. I bought it from IKEA. It's five pounds. Drilled it on. Tried to. Had to use no more nails. Standard downward. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but put the keys in there. That's where I think your keys are, Perry. Not in my one. Your one. Yeah, I was going to say, what are they doing in your house? That's uh, slightly suspicious. Okay. Still in the bowl. Uh, thanks for that, Perry. Next, we have got uh, at Endor Bros. Uh, with the Switch continually smashing it, do you guys reckon EA will ever see the light and change their minds about putting their <laughs> games on the system? I think we can all mm, say... No. <laughs> no. Ask Rich. <laughs> Definitely. Come on, of course. Come on, Some mate. You've got, work. You've got work for to bring over. Um, and no. Hashtag Bellends. No. But they did, there's a second, second part of that question. Uh, oh, and with the release of Untitled Goose Game and the fact that geese are dicks... What other animals are assholes? Cats. <laughs> they kill birds. Don't Goats like are pricks. I got so, bit by a goat once. Someone actually replied to that question saying just goats as well. Goats? Really? Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. Fine. I actually wrestled a goat once. I didn't want to, but it happened. <laughs> you wrestled a goat? Oh, well, it was. I was in a field to. and Did a goat. Did you steal its beard? <laughs> your, Did your, you origin, <laughs> your origin story just gets weirder and weirder. <laughs> just a three count on it, but. No, I just made a mistake of grabbing its horns, and I thought, oh, Whoa. shit. And that just dawned on me very quickly, oh, now I'm literally, I'm going to be here forever. And I just had to basically jump over a fence. <laughs> did, it, um, did it give it to you, Billy Goat Rough? It did indeed, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it had the horn on. So. Oh, uh, also, uh, the wasps. They're dicks, aren't they? Mm. Oh, yeah, they're arseholes. Wasps are arseholes. I have three chickens. chickens. And, yeah, I have three chickens, and one of them's a complete... Uh, <laughs> Five Jesus games on the N64, chickens in the garden. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, painting a picture here. Laurie, Laurie just turn around and ask your butler what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the butler and archer. Yeah. Um, what other animals? Uh, I find horses a bit arrogant <laughs> as well. Horses are arrogant. Yeah. It's like they know it, don't they? Look they kick you as well. If you walk behind them, they, they want to kick mm. you. People always say, don't go behind a horse because they'll kick you to death. <laughs> Why? What have I done? Yeah, <laughs> they don't like it. That, was, that, that actually made the noise then. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> genuinely, <laughs> genuinely mean to do that. Um, they, no, horses are dickheads. They just stare at you. And then the really long, hard faces and just bouncing... Dickheads. Dickheads. Guess any any sort of horse animal. Uh, Shock monkey. Stephen Landry uh, asks in Discord: Is it possible to eat an entire bag of grated Pilgrim's Choice mature cheddar whilst wearing a hilariously oversized pair of braces? Um, probably. Yeah. I think so. I think you could probably comfortably do that. I think the braces. They're just a distraction, aren't cool. they? They're not really a factor. 
going to get trapped, though, surely. It's always possible to eat more cheese. That's true. Mm. Okay. So I think we've got Agreed. a definitive answer there. Yes. Yes, Stephen, it is possible. Uh, Darth Stridius, also in Discord. If you would eat Sir Fetched, what would it taste like? And what would you accompany with it as sides and a drink? So oh, it's our new Pokemon that was announced. Yeah. It must be a leak, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. put leak with it just to wind it up a little bit. Turn it into like a crispy duck pancake from. tile thing with a bit of hoisin. Nice. Yeah. I think maybe mm, sort of put him in a like a vacuum pack and just like cook him slowly in a water bath. Uh, maybe <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, in a bag, exactly. Like, and then just when you're next on MasterChef, you're going to do this to him. Like. Yeah. You get locked up when you. No, this is a uh, <laughs> fetched, uh, which I've sautéed and then sous-vide and then I've uh, I've put it in my pants for about three and a half hours, and now he's ready to go. Um, yeah, I wouldn't eat a Pokemon. Nah, kill him, nah. but wouldn't eat them. Would it be weird if animals said their own names? Horse, <laughs> chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, uh, sorry. Um, and also, we've wow. got one from uh, at original underscore PMF, Mark Hammond. Has, have I, has Benji Kong managed to play any more than the tutorial of Civilization VI yet? And the answer to that is a resounding no. Um, <laughs> wow. And also, today I sold it and what? exchanged it for some eShop credit. So uh, that's why I don't buy physical games because if they don't grab me straight away, I can just take them back. And um, yeah, so that that's it's, at least buying digital, I have to stick at it to get my money's worth. So sorry, Mark. You you he sent me so much information about how to get started, and it's just overwhelmingly huge this game. So um, I bottled it. Sorry, Mark. Are you one of those people that gets a lot of information from someone that annoys you and therefore you won't play it? <laughs> No, how dare you? <laughs> that man supports us on Patreon, and I'm not going to say that on, on this podcast. That's why it's that's why it's funny. <laughs> no, thank you, Mark. And I'm sorry. Cheers, I'm sorry I let you down. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to switch your mic off then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got. I've got. I've let you all down. Um, yeah, cool. I, th- I think that's about it for questions. There's a few more, but we don't want to, you know, don't want to be here all night. But thank you. No, we everybody. don't. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Uh, so let us, uh, it's about time now to switch it up. Oh, switch it up! Right, chaps, so the purpose of switch it up is we are now going to go around the table, talk about the games that we are playing, but first off because i've got a good idea of what laurie's playing good idea what ben's playing i first off i'm going to go to rich because i think you've been playing something a little bit different this week rich ricardo richard your turn to your your turn mate your time to shine go ahead for it what you've been playing i've mostly been playing uh, the rather magnificent uh, grid autosport so um yeah what can i say about this game fucking great seriously try mate I love it. I love it to bits. It's we've been waiting so long for a proper um, proper racing sim on the Switch. I mean, so far we've only had the likes of uh, I think it was like Gear Club One and Two, which were a bit. They really felt like um, souped-up mobile racers, really. Yeah. Very arcadey, crappy handling. But this is the first like proper racing game. It's actually by Codemasters as well, so it's got a real pedigree behind it. 
These are the guys that brought us, you know, Toka Touring Cars, Colin McRae, and it is, yeah, it's, it's fucking great. I mean, it's like a five, I think it's like a five-year-old game. It was, came out originally on the PS3 and the Xbox 360, and this is actually a port of the, uh, the iOS version. <laughs> but really? it's, it? yeah, it, surprisingly, yes. I don't know if it's kind of a little bit of a marriage of other versions. It might carry over some features, I don't know, but it's primarily from the iOS version, but it feels like a legit console racer it doesn't feel like you know some crappy mobile port come to switch with a high price tag it, it's just great absolutely great racing game i think i was going to say for most of the other ports i've played from a uh, a phone um they, they've always felt a little bit like the control like controls just don't quite aren't responsive and don't mm. quite work for for a console mm. so you're saying this is a hybrid i'm presuming with a racing game that's pretty important is that where you, you tend to find the benefits? Is it tactile enough? Is it good? Yeah, no, it, it handles really well. I mean, one of the biggest complaints people have had was the fact with the hardware with the Switch, we don't have proper triggers. But okay. it doesn't bother me as much as other people. I mean, I've, we've been playing racing games all this time, and I've been used to you know, f- you know feathering the throttle and the brake, just tapping the button. I'm fine with it. I mean, it's compatible with the GameCube controller as well. They've mm. really put some time and effort into this. And I'm probably going to pick up a GameCube controller at some point just to get kind of the full experience. But it's just such a great game. I mean, it's multi-disciplines as well. So you've got like street racing, touring. So if you like Toka, you've got the real close pack action of Toka touring cars. You know, just cars colliding into one another. You've got open wheel racing as well. So anyone that is crying out for an F1 game on Switch, you get your open wheel fix. Um, Street racing... There's like Demolition Derby as well. It's, it's just this. It's basically like five racing games in one. It's a nice fleshed out career mode as well. It's it's, it's quite a stack. It's only like what twenty, yeah, thirty quid. It's yeah, it's really good. I guess with games like that, especially racing games, um, there's a tendency to if you are throwing in more than one mode, yeah. past F1, past rally, past like touring cars. Um, it can be a little bit master of fuck all, um, yeah. but jack of all trades kind of thing. So I'm guessing it handles differently when it's different cars. It still feels just as as good as it does touring as it does when you're on an yeah. F1 track. Yeah, no, don't feel like there's any compromise that like they've kind of half-assed each one. It each one feels very distinctive, really good handling. I mean, it's not. I'd say in terms of the simulation to arcade scale, this game isn't like a flat-out sim. It's not that kind of quite, um, you know, the Gran Turismo kind of very clinical. It's got a bit of an arcade edge to it, so it's quite accessible. But Mm -hmm. it's definitely nearer the full simulation end. But yeah, the handling's fantastic. I mean, I did some drift racing today, and that is bloody hard until you actually master it. So it's either all throttle or no throttle at all, otherwise you're just nothing everywhere and going off into the grass well i'll tell you what is a uh, full throttle uh something everyone will agree with me uh is untitled goose game rich you've been putting a couple of tweets up online yeah. about that as well yeah. uh, are you interested uh in putting more hours into it is it something that's gripped you or how, how does the goose handle yeah i mean i've been splitting my time between grid and the goose uh yeah, it's, it's fantastic <laughs> it's like a pub uh, does sound yeah. the grid <laughs> and goose <laughs> But no, that game's great. I mean, I played some more this afternoon. I'm only on like the second, well, stage, as it were, in the game. You're between the two um, gardens. There's a guy reading okay. his newspaper and there's a woman in her backyard painting, I think. But yeah, I've 
probably put well, maybe one or two hours. No, it can't be that much. An hour or so into it, but it's it's so funny. Like it's yeah. rare I get a game that actually gets proper like belly laughs, mm. and their games doing that. I mean, I love the actual aesthetics as well. Kind of has a real old English feel. Yeah, it's it's melancholy. Melancholy yeah. at its best. I think you've got everything in it where. Um, you can just be an arsehole and play around. Like, I didn't do any of the, the, the missions. I didn't really care. I've only played it for about half an hour. 45 minutes of Ben Winter. Uh, about 45 minutes. And I've, I literally just ran around being a prick to people. And it was fantastic. It was really funny. Just winding up and tormenting the garden and running away with the radio and switching it on, switching it off. And it's a, it's a really, really fun game. Can't wait to jump back in. Uh, something else that absolutely I can't wait to jump back into is Link's Awakening. Uh, that came out earlier this week. Um, Laurie, Ben, I know you've both picked it up. Laurie, you went for physical special edition, correct? Yes, yep, got the limited edition, arrived. Um, yeah, it's very, ben, it's very nice. I was going to say, Ben, you went for digital? Yes, yes, I did. Cool. So I'm interested very quickly before we jump into our... I got the um, the physical special edition as well. Uh, have you tend to find, Ben, on the, swi- on the uh, digital version that you've not had as many frame rate drops as other people playing this game? Or you feel you're just in the same boat? Uh, I have definitely noticed some frame rate drops and um, yeah, a few other kind of technical glitches that need to get patched out. So yeah, I don't think that's exclusive to the physical version. Um, so what was that two songs playing at once yeah so I tweeted that earlier so I I walked into a cave and just before I entered the cave it started playing the overworld theme but Mm. then the overworld theme carried on whilst the cave music was playing as well so it was like Mm. two songs clashing with each other it's just a very kind of un-Nintendo thing to leave in a game yeah it's really strange I think um, when you're saying the occasional drops the blurriness around the screen really winds me up and then also the frame rate my frame rate is pretty much consistently dropping right. when I'm going from one drop down of the screen to the next it'll kind of kick in for like maybe 0.75 of a second and then kind of phase out a little Laurie have you been having the same issues yeah exactly the same <coughs> exactly the same every time you go into a new area and it loads up especially if you're walking through grass or something it's when you walk through fields of the long grass it's particularly bad does so any any other negatives out of the way I was going to say Ben sorry go on uh, no 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 other no, negatives no. Laurie I would say the lack of being able to use the D-pad is annoying me because it's a game I'm just used to playing previously with a D-pad um, and yeah. it's only got four way movement on it so it's no reason why it couldn't work on the D-pad and there's no. no rumble as well which I find really strange I think you can go diagonally mm. you know I'm pretty sure you can yeah. Yeah. yeah okay but you could do that with a D-pad still okay push Two ways. I, mean, I think the eight way. Sorry, four way. Go on, Rich. Regarding like the actual performance issues, obviously I know it's like a first first person and first party game, but is it actually kind of was it produced by almost like an external company, like for Nintendo? It was Grezzo. Grezzo. Yeah. Okay, because that just sounds very un-Nintendo to have that kind of. I'm not saying it's not a polished game, but obviously there are some issues, and that's very yeah, it's not very Nintendo-like. Mm. So, uh, it's surprising. Think, yeah, it's really surprisingly bad. The frame rate issue. It's, it's a demanding not, game as well. I mean, shit. It's not just one area; it's all over the map. It's it's pretty bad. It's not, and I think it's one of those kind of things that it's categorically Nintendo at the moment to push games back when they're finding these type of issues in games. Um, everyone seems to be experiencing it. Look, it's it is a negative. It's not great for a game in 2019 to get released like that. However, you would expect a day one patch to kind of come with a game mm. like this um, and to to kind of improve those frame rate. 
that is the only negative that I can kind of find. Yeah. Really, on a limited playthrough, I've got up to the, f I've just passed the first dungeon, so um, I'm actually further in this than I ever was in the original. Mm. So it, uh, I'm just gonna say it like this game is absolutely fucking brilliant. It's such a gorgeous looking game. It's so much fun. It's completely. I've had um, more nostalgic moments with this than I have with any of the Final Fantasy games. And it was weird because I don't have any fond memories of this game. Plugged it in, plugged the cart, played it for about 20 minutes. Um, got quite teary because I was like, oh, wow, this has just completely transported me back to playing this to death near enough on the, uh, on the Game Boy and trying to figure out where I was going because I was a stupid child and clearly I had no idea what was going on and no access to the internet at that point because I picked this game up from HMV in Liverpool, which is no longer there. Um, <laughs> I didn't know what a Zelda game was. So I, for 20, 30 minutes, was just going, my, I remember every single beat of this game. I remember where to go in the first, like, maybe two hours of it. And then after that, it's just completely a mess. Oh. Um, and I'm just so excited now to experience the rest of the game. So I'm actually further now than I was when I originally had it on the Game Boy. Um Aesthetically, I kind of want to go round the table and we'll we'll talk about our favourite points. But graphically, Ben, um, forgetting all the negatives aside, now what? It's it's charming as hell. This oh, game, it's absolutely stunning. It's it's just got this sort of childlike quality to the presentation. That obviously the it, you look you know Link looks like a little toy, and he's in this kind of toy world. And even the music has got a sort of toyish vibe to it as well. It's kind of orchestral, yeah. but then you get this like little plinky plonky, almost like a toy mm. piano playing at times and things like that. And it's just, it's like they're deliberately trying to make us nostalgic by reminding us of when we were kids as well. But but yeah. making that that world seem so kind of magical. And it's yeah, it's it's profoundly kind of had an emotional effect on me as well. Just, I just well didn't hit you at first so explain yeah. that to me because that's something that I find fa I'm not trying to get um, too emotional about this I find that part fascinating you know what I'm like but why didn't it connect with you in that first because you played it relatively late or early in the yeah, morning yeah so I played it like first thing in the morning on Friday and I'd had a, like a rough night sleep and you know mm. it, was in, it was a little bit grumpy and I kind of but I I was excited to start playing it so I knew I probably shouldn't because I wasn't in the right frame of mind to play it and then I started it and I think I had a faulty Joy-Con as well because Link, Link was moving really slowly yeah. and I was just like oh my god this is fucking shit and I know it's like oh no and I was like a week or two ago I tweeted that I was slightly apprehensive about whether this would actually live up to the hype because this is a game yeah, that yeah. means so much to me from you know from the past um mm. and i was just like am i actually gonna like it and then i played it when i was in a in a bad mood and i was just like oh no oh this feels awful and oh and then you notice as you say the kind of the tilt shift blurring around the edges the frame rate stuff and it, and i was just seeing all this <laughs> negative parts to it straight away <laughs> Um, so anyway, I just switched it off, waited until I was, you know, in a bit of a better mood, and then deleted that file, started it again from scratch in a positive frame of mind, and haven't looked back. And I'm halfway through it now, just beaten the wow. fourth dungeon, and 
I just uh, it's amazing and I feel like a fool forever doubting it I was going to say I think it's something that I can't ever envisage trading in yeah um, and obviously you can't because you're both digitally <laughs> <laughs> so there you go you're kind of stuck with it yep. now uh, although in Canada haven't they just voted is it Canada where they've said now legally you have to be is it kind of yeah you, legally you're allowed to trade in digital games but we'll get to that on a different day when something's actually firmed up about oh. it Laurie, uh, you've got very fond memories of this game. Yeah, yeah, yep. it's one I enjoyed as a kid, and that's why I wanted that uh, Legacy Special Edition, Limited Edition one, just to have that set with the old classic Game Boy and in the art book. It's, just, it's a really nice, well, to, well put together limited edition. Um, score your hype from 1 to 10, 10 being the best or highest it could possibly be. My review or my hype? Your hype. Uh, Evening before, you know it's coming, you've seen the Royal Mail message, it's getting dropped off in the morning. Where was the hype at that point? I'd say probably a nine. It wasn't off the scale because I thought I remembered this game. So I was going into it thinking, ah. Oh. And when I first, that first couple of hours, a bit like you, Ben, I was like, I knew exactly what I'm doing here. I know I'm going to go to get the toadstool and the powder and spray it on that raccoon. And yeah, I knew what I'm doing. That sounds really weird. Um, <laughs> it doesn't. And I thought, like, if it, I thought, yeah, I'm fucking going to remember this whole game. This is going to be quite, quite dull because for me, the, the fun of a, a Zelda game is that discovery and the exploring the map and, and things and that's why yeah. Link Between Worlds I was a bit uh, lukewarm on going into that as well because I'm like I know this map I know my way around it already and so mm. when I started this I was a bit worried I thought this is obviously lovely it's going to be a really nice trip down memory lane but I still feel I'm missing out on that kind of new Zelda experience mm. but it turns out after about two hours of playing it I was like I don't remember any of this bit I've gone to a, a whole castle here there's a monkey that's trying to let me into it what's going I've just all of this is back to being new again. It's great. So, yeah, I'm, as the more I play it, the more I'm excited again for it. And it's just so nice to be back in uh, a non-open world, small scale, where the whole overworld is like one giant intricate puzzle. Mm. Um, it, it's, again, like you say, it's the, it is that toy set. It's, I don't want to keep going on about Captain Toad, but it's like the, Nintendo <laughs> are saying, in, in, your, in the rest of the industry, is making these giant, massive open worlds and then trying to think of things to fill them with. We're going to create a really small, densely packed, intricate, moving toy that you can move around all the different pieces and you can you know, slot the bananas into the monkey. Again, that sounds really weird. <laughs> oh, and the, monkey will turn, the monkey will build a bridge and then you'll <laughs> oh, go mate. up the up the side of the castle and find the secret entrance and sort of spoilers a little bit there for if you've not got that far sorry uh, it's, it's such a wonderful game to play with and fun and it's it's yeah like old so old school Ben I um you just reminded me another another thing that pissed me off when I first started it <laughs> I remember fuck all about this game really yeah, I was I literally couldn't find the sword Right, right, right at the what? start, and that was annoying me as well. It was just like, oh, it's, it's one of the, one of these old games that doesn't hold your hand, and you have to just randomly find stuff without any clues whatsoever. I couldn't. I and as I'm playing it, I'm remembering small little details, like I'll mm. I'll get to a boss and be like, oh, I remember that. But as to where I'm supposed to be going, or you know, how to progress the the like the trading sequence, mm. all the details are just gone so um yeah don't do drugs kids. i've just i've just collected five golden leaves and i was like this wasn't in the game before i don't remember any of this i swear this was not in the game no exactly apparently it was i'm just an idiot um, <laughs> it, the best way i can kind of explain this is anybody go to the theater at all laurie laurie definitely that. does come on laurie i have no, been to the theater 
I go to the thespian. But you've probably seen at least one play more than once. That's kind of like a rule of thumb. Like in Liverpool, Blood Brothers seems to be the play that everyone fucking sees like twenty five times. Your brothers, what are you doing to each other? Anyway, moving on from that. Um, but there's a film that you've seen to death, and you know the beats, you know where it's going to go. However, you enjoy it that much that you want to go and see it again and again and again and again. Um, this tends to be that game for a lot of people, and from what I'm seeing, it's actually nice that it's delivering on that hype scale. Mm-hmm. So whereas, Laurie, you're saying you went in with a nine, I probably went in with like a three or a four. Oh, okay. I was like, I'll pick up the Amiibo, I've got special edition, I like the, the aesthetic of the set, it looks really cool. Um, yeah, super props to the, whoever decided or designed the um, steel case because that's absolutely incredible. And then the art book's absolutely lovely. So the premium quality of the game drew me to it. I was like, right, okay, I'll jump back in. However, now that I'm playing it, albeit only the first like two hours that I've got a fond memory of, I played those two hours countless times because I just kept on getting lost and stalled and, and blocked mm. and didn't have a clue what I was doing. And because you're a kid, and I remember, no, not remember, but I listened to the IGN UK podcast today with Joe Scrabbles, who reviewed it, got, gave it a 9.4. And he was just saying, like, you know, when you were younger, you weren't able to put two and two together. You know, you weren't able to see the, the glaringly obvious hints that the game was giving you. Um, whereas this does handhold, you know, does tell you where to go. It's just, all right, it's now that kind of comes down and gives you some sort of madcap story about what you're going, you need to mm. do. Um, but the point I was trying to make, it feels familiar. Um, and that's something that I wasn't expecting with it. And I think that's why I'm enjoying it so much. Um, any other words to add? Because I think we're all... No, I just can't wait to see how your view of it changes. If you've only played the first couple of hours countless times, you're going to have a, a great time with it when you, you get... To the end game. Hmm. Yeah, no, no. Might take me a while. Yeah. I, what the hell? Well, somebody's had a curry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do think the dungeon creator. If you want to talk about that, that's that's a bit of a, a waste of time. Sadly, I didn't I didn't like that. It's a bit of a strange one. That it sounds like a proof of concept more than anything else. And um, doesn't sound like a fully fleshed out feature. Have you you dived into it, Laurie? Or? Yeah, I played with it. I think after I'd done the first two dungeons, I went in there, and there's just rooms from the first two dungeons that you can jumble up and put them in, arrange them on a board to create a dungeon that kind of works. And mm-hmm. you play it, and you think, well, I just did these rooms, and they're not that interesting when you're not trying to do it <laughs> to get an instrument, or you're not trying to do it as part of the game. You're just doing it for a rupee, which is a lot of the mm-hmm. prize. You come out of it with like two or three rupees. And it's, yeah, I, don't, I struggle to see how they could make a really fun dungeon making game um, yeah I, I don't think in this aesthetic or this setting I can't imagine it uh, working too well it could be one of the things on Super Mario Maker 2 maybe they throw in the Zelda pack I don't know maybe um, one thing I did want to kind of touch on as well about the game is the amiibo uh, that came out uh, Ben you picked it up Laurie do you get one no no Rich are you going to get it Gonna I'm going to get the game, but I'm actually going to save it for Christmas. I've got so much oh, to play okay. at the moment. I'm kind of being the bit of uh, the, uh, yeah, the guy that's not that's jumping on the... That's such a nice uh, Christmas game, Bridge. Mm, yeah. That's such yeah. a good idea. I've got enough stuff that I need to buy. Um, that I'd rather just buy that stuff now, and then at least if someone says, what games do you want? Boom, Zelda. I'll go all out and enjoy it. I've got like two weeks off from work, and I'll just make a nice, cozy, nice little cozy gaming experience. You're selling me. You're selling me something rotten. Yeah. Um, okay. Ben, but yeah, the Amiibo. You enjoying it? Enjoying holding no, I'm li- it? I'm literally it, holding it, it right now. <laughs> really? Oh, oh, oh. That's yeah, stroking yeah. that little blonde head. Disappointed. Yeah. 
is absolutely amazing. It's the first Amiibo that I've bought and then kept for myself. I'm not even going to pretend that this is for my son. I'm just keeping it here on my desk. It is just He is absolutely, lovely. yeah, he's a little pretty boy. He is a little pretty boy. Declan. Oh, pretty boy, uh, Laurie. You said you've been playing a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of, lot of, lot Astral Chain. Is that right? Yeah, it is right. Yeah, I tried my best to try and finish it before Zelda came along because I hate leaving games unfinished. Mm. Been muffled moving on because we we all know what happens then. But I will get back to Zelda. At least feels like it's going to be quite a quick game to to play through, mm. <coughs> and then I'll get back to Astral Chain hopefully in a week or so's time. Um, yeah, no. I'm st- yeah, I'm still really enjoying it. Um, I really like the the mix of the different locations. I like the different legions that I've collected all of them now, and I think I'm on file nine now. So there are. It's not. You had a mean It's it's not perfect. There's just, I can got a few criticisms I can I can think of for it, but it's a really it's not like anything else that I've got on Switch. So I'm really enjoying that, and I like the silliness of it all. Um, enjoying the combat. The combat seems quite. I know a lot of people who are kind of platinum aficionados. They've got kind of misgivings about it, but for me, I don't really have any kind of experience of those games. Mm. So the combat for me is just feels really nice. And it's good fun. It's quite mm. straightforward. I'm playing it on casual mode. So sorry everyone that gets upset about <laughs> things like that. Um, <laughs> I'm just enjoying it for the experience and the the ridiculous story. And yeah, I'm having a great time. Yeah, I've got no no qualms with it. I traded it in. Um, it just it just didn't gel gel with me at all. However, I can see the merits of it because at certain heights, I was like, I'm really enjoying this, and then it just kept on going down. It's like oh, I don't know if I'm enjoying this now, and I just kept on kind of hitting this brick wall with it um, between files. And I think one of the early files, you just you expect the level to finish, and it carried on. And that mm. was the point I knew I needed to trade it in because I was like, I'm really annoyed that this is carrying on now. I just want to go back to the police station and fuck about. I had the um, exact same ben. thing with Astral Chain, actually. I mm. was, I just found myself wishing the levels would be over. Mm. And yeah, just like, yeah. oh, now I've got to go into the Astral Plane and do all that bit. And, oh. and it yeah, just became a bit of a drag. Yeah, there know. are some pacing issues. I would 100% agree with that. Hmm. I've been enjoying yeah. it a lot. I've been enjoying it a lot, but I think like I think I got to like file seven, and that was the first time the game really kicked into high gear for me. Like okay. it just became quite epic. Like some of the boss battles in it, with like the homunculus when it's going through the city, it's just mm. awesome. And that's saying of a movie. But otherwise, yeah, it's I've been like what you said. It, some of the levels I've been a bit like drawn in, and then others I'm just kind of checking the time. Yeah, well, I've got bad news for you, Rich. The next chapter you've got <laughs> is feels like one they just inserted just to make the Yay. game a bit longer because you're doing because that is a really exciting bit and you think oh, this is getting a really good climax and then the whole thing just grinds to a halt and it's just lots of silly little time wasting things that lots of little trips off to the actual plane to tidy up some some baddies. I got bored of that. They're the uh, levels I didn't like. I like yeah. being in the real world. Yeah, so there's no, kind of there's no story on the whole chapter. You think they did just uh, insert mm. this at the late, at the last minute just to try and extend the playtime? I think. Certainly, mm. what it feels like. Oh well. I think I think when I'm looking back as well, and the last action adventure game that I played was God of War mm. in full, and I'm just thinking like you can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think that's probably it. And I was just comparing it, going in my head. Did I ever feel like that with that game? I was like, absolutely not. So it's not as good standard, as God of War, that's for sure. It is not as good as God of War. <clears throat> I know. I think it'd be very hard. And if that ever came to Switch, then I would eat my own head. Uh, gents, I think that is us for the day. Unless anybody's got anything else that they've been playing. Nope. No. 
Shake, Ooh. shake of the heads all round. Shake of the heads. Rich is shaking his head. Beard wafting in the breeze of said head. <laughs> There's no breeze in there. Trust me, I'm sweating. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, nice. Nice little <laughs> image for a run at home. Uh, <laughs> he has got clothes on. Uh, Laurie, where can we find you online, mate? The Eggman sixty four. Rich, where can we find you online? Uh, Dreamcast Barber. Ben, where can we find you online? Benji Cole. Benji everywhere uh, and you can find me at Danny Ward 2707 the last thing that we need to do is to thank all of our lovely gorgeous stupendous patrons I'm going to go down the list Adam Phillips Aaliyah Jones Andrew Dickinson Carl Fredrickson Lewis Wilson Luke Cooper Mark Hammond Pavanka Carla Richard Atkinson Richard Elsie Brick, Brick. Sean Capri Stephen Landry Stevie Boxall Thomas McInnes, Timothy Olf, and Zachary Bradshaw. Uh, thank you to each and every one of you for putting your money where your mouth is, even though we probably insult you more than we do ourselves. Um, it's always sincerely appreciated, and it helps to keep the website going. Ben, we've got some wonderful content on our Patreon, uh, namely the Express. Do you want to give a very brief overview of what that yes, is? Yes, so the Express is exactly what it sounds like. It's a quick, generally around 30 to 40 minute episode where we kind of just chat in a unfor believe believe it or not this actually had a format uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, yes we chat in an unstructured way generally about what we've been playing other kind of pop culture stuff we've been enjoying sometimes we'll have a bit of a quiz but it's you know for for one dollar a month and you get you know an extra episode of us talking bollocks a week i think that's more than worth it don't you i mean absolutely come on Sort yourself. Come on, sort yourselves out. Yeah. Uh, and and an EGX is now less than a month away. No, it's no, it's no, it's no. We need a plan. We do need a plan, and we're gonna we're gonna have one by the weekend. It'll be absolutely fine. And we've got a Slack channel, and we're all organised-ish. And we'll leave it there. Uh, so, guys, if you really enjoy what we're doing, go over, over to our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash the switch island. The website is the switch island.com. It's nice, new, shiny, loads of content on there for you to digest. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher. We're on Google Play and also Spotify, SoundCloud, you name it. We're on there. Um, we do have fun with what we're doing we're not taking ourselves seriously we absolutely love Nintendo but we also like gaming and we just like to be nice to each other uh, isn't that right Ben you absolutely are yes you twat yes <laughs> wonderful Rich you're a prick and you're a cock and Laurie you're new so I'm not going to be too nasty to you but yeah, piss off. you called the Eggman <laughs> so you did it yourself <clears throat> prick right, robotic Christ. prick like oh, wow, what an insult. Right, guys, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, we have been the Switch Island. And good evening, and goodbye, and good morning, and good afternoon, and good night. Bye. 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 <laughs> Let's go.